Today's chat is brought to you by the support of our Twitch subscribers. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through the Twitch platform, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the game streams, website, and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a subscriber of the FFC and gaining access to some exclusive features in the Discord server, please be sure to visit our Twitch account and click on the subscribe button. If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers thank you again for your generosity welcome to focused fire chat explore together Welcome back for episode 126 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on March 23rd, 2018, over on twitch.tv slash Chat. Big shout out to our live chat here. Thank you so much for joining us for another evening back in the tower. This is your host, Blue Crew 86 Alongside me, we have the man who has been said to have the voice of the flower, an individual who goes by many names, Justin Sane 0516. Justin, what guys do you have on for us tonight? Yes, it's a little bit of a reach, but I am Mac Shin Wars tonight. Not my best work. Not 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 your best work. I'm gonna have to be honest <laughs> with you. Not not the best one. It'll it'll do. It'll, it'll do, do pig. It'll do pig. You know how you weren't on last week. I think that name deserves you going away for another week. Oh, I'm hi, Justin. Oh. I love you. Zing. We did you then. Ninja vanish. That's the way he says I missed you, Justin. That is how I say I missed you. He knows better. All of his insults are just cries for help. I've, I've learned this. <laughs> um, well, we also have our master of social media, the one and only Green Eyed Music Lover. Green, hope you're doing well. You looking forward to tonight's chat? Uh yeah. I'm this one is I was actually kind of afraid of. Yeah, I know you you're, you're kind of you know, you're kind of stirring the pot <laughs> over on Twitter for that poll. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I got more like physical answers from this poll <laughs> than I've gotten on any other tweet, except for maybe the one that I got roped into last night, but that has nothing to do with wait, the show. Wait, yeah, right, we're going to talk about that in after show because okay. I walked away from Twitter and I came back. And I was like, what? is going on <laughs> not my fault it's heather's fault <laughs> oh man and then we also have with us the grizzly bearded cultivator of spin foil himself beard grizzly beard how are you doing tonight oh you know i'm just over here in my realm of war never changes and everybody should get used to it <laughs> also my answer for you was the absolute best and you know it <laughs> So there is that. You know. Yes, I know. I know. You know. I'm all for for making you cringe anytime I can there, Granny. Void. Lady Void also did that. I was like, really? No. You do not tell tell Beard that you choose Future War Cult because Beard is always right. That is not no, an that's that mm, that's a that dangerous that's a dangerous bad answer. No, this is this is absolutely one hundred percent okay. <laughs> like, I Look, love you, lady, but dear God. It's not it's not like I'm gonna get an ego like Anon Pig or anything like that. On the plane to fit his ego on it to get the Guardian Con. Not look, I'm not that bad. Okay, I need a half seat, maybe. Like I would, I would need a, 
I would need a fat person seat or something, but I wouldn't need it that badly. Is that well? Don't don't fly United because you know they they give you two seats, but they separate them. Don't don't you mean they just punch you and beat you up? Or I thought they killed too. your dog in the overhead. Oh, I wasn't gonna go oh, there. Okay. I wasn't oh, gonna man. go there. I cried so hard when I Listen, saw that. If we gonna run, tell it. Let's run, tell it. All right, fine. <laughs> but I'm gonna be sad the rest of the podcast now. Oh, so so last week we asked the community who is the best faction representative in the tower i think green i think i saw a couple of different versions of the question going around so i'm gonna yeah, there's I'm only gonna, one real answer uh, yeah my god <laughs> sorry, okay, so i messed up when i placed the poll because you can you can say how long you want the poll to run and normally i try to get it to where it stops right before we do the show that way, mm-hmm. everybody has a chance to vote. Well, I actually only did it for a day. We still got 150 <laughs> votes. Wow. Which is amazing. Wow. 150 votes. 151, I think, is what the total was. And Future War Call ended up like landsliding everybody, which I was expecting. Because when you have Beard. Because there's only one real answer. There's only one real answer. Off. Don't think I didn't notice you campaigning <laughs> off on the side for this. <laughs> I, I was good. I did I, not put up flyers for New Monarchy. I didn't bash look, on anybody. I just look my let it go. my channel is twenty thousand strong and growing, and I cannot help that like ninety nine point nine percent of them are FWC lovers. Mm-hmm. The other point one percent I tolerate. Okay, <laughs> so there. Yeah. Biased. Anyway, yeah. In future work. Way call. to unite people, beard. What what what? Way to unite people. <laughs> well, that was that was the goal of today's video. So the point one percent are, you know, they're 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 more tolerated than normal. Look, well, that's good. let's 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 be honest. You don't have to worry about it because all the dead orbit people have already left, and the the new monarchy people are waiting for a king who's not going to come. So you don't yeah. have to worry about it. Just talk to the people who understand what's going to really happen. No, see, I forgot. Absolutely. You know, of, of all of us, the fact that you two are from the same faction still surprises me. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. I guess this is secretly why we actually get along and understand each other's sarcasm very well. There, there has been no shortage of virtual secret fist bumps. Uh-huh. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, so 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 agreed. What what exactly was the the end the result. Breakdown? Yeah, the breakdown of God. it. So Lakshmi was the most trusted with 60% of the vote. Uh, Hideo was surprisingly... I honestly, I thought New Monarchy was just going to come in dead last. I literally went into this thinking, oh yeah, I'm totally ready to be swept because nobody likes Hideo. Apparently because Hideo H- looks like a waiter at Benihana. Or Triple Rick or whoever. Yeah, you know. But uh, Hideo got 23% of the vote, and Jalal only got 17 which shocked me. So, yeah, Jalal is the least trusted. I mean, I mean, there's a good reason for that, but... There I'll, is. Uh, I'm surprised that Lakshmi got so so much of a like you know given given well, the future war tell you something. Yeah, oh. but I mean, I guess I guess you know it does explain why you guys were okay with the speaker being there for so long because I, you really like secrets. 
I, on the other hand, wasn't necessarily that great off with the speaker being there. I would just like to put that out there. I know that's right. Sorry, I couldn't resist that one. I'm also making it very clear that if I had the object opportunity to join the symmetry, I very well would. Oh, yeah. Just undoubted. Yeah. Symmetry or. Yeah. Let's let's all be honest. We know who Jalal is. He's the Don't old man Jamal? from Up. Yeah, <laughs> um, old man from But up. what is wrong with that? Going on. He's going to tie a lot of balloons to his house. <laughs> he's going to fly away. That's his plan. And he's going to be. That's the essential future. That's that's the <laughs> the dead orbit <laughs> philosophy. I'm going to get fed up. I'm going to tie a lot of balloons to my house. I'm going to go into the lower atmosphere. Like that is. That's that's his that's his plan. That's there's <laughs> and Justin breaks the what? Disney record with. The, with well, see, welcome back, Justin. Be, welcome back, Justin. Welcome back, Justin. The wilderness <laughs> ranger on his porch with the stupid dog. <laughs> with the, I love that dog. Doug yeah, is but, amazing. But Squirrel. hang on, hang on. Now we have to figure out. It, are you saying that Hideo is the 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 junior ranger on the porch, and then? Doug is Lakshmi because he's just like I love everybody except I want to chew them. No, no. no I think Hideo is the who, who was the the guy who had the fighting dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Lakshmi is the one that killed the wife at the beginning. What? <laughs> I mean, that wow. kind of fits with the dark, secrety, slightly creepy lady in the smoke, but you know. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm just continuing to go with like the the dark overtone. Look, this entire episode is going to get dark overtone. Yeah, Let's be freaking honest here. Yeah, it's it's going to be going to be a dark time. Mm-hmm, <laughs> well, war we, is const the only constant. Oh, Look, just hopefully we can reach a consensus that future war cult is the best. Yes, eventually <laughs> that will be the case. Except for the fact yeah. that it's already two to to four at this point. Or, no, two, two to whoa, whoa, no yeah. way! How many people are here? Well, it's two. It's it's two to one. Two to one. I guess this house would be broken down. But, oh, but, but, Green. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So, so next week though, what's what's the question you think, Green? I know you kind of had a good one. That you put in uh, I, well, okay. So this is going to be a less contentious poll, um, because. Wow, this week was intense. But the question for next week for everybody is, do you think the Vex part of Asher will spread throughout his body? I'm just going to bite my tongue. Yeah. I mean, there's an easy answer to that, and then there's a really easy answer to that. It's <laughs> hey, along my lines of thought, Justin. People, let's see how many people have read up on Asher is more of what I'm trying to figure okay, out. Okay, fair, fair I, enough, fair enough. I, I, I'm going to say I feel like we could uh, quote Back to the Future 2 on this one and be like, we could do this the easy way or the hard way. <laughs> the easy way. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, <clears throat> so let's jump through the regular standard intro notes and then we're going to get right into the debate. You guys good to go? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yay. Our topic for this week's chat is going to be a look at the faction wars. Before we jump into that, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes to run through. 
In our last chat, we discussed the nine. If you ever miss an episode and would like to catch up, please be sure to check out the new focusfirechat.com for archives, articles, and links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat. If you don't mind, please rate and, if you can, review the show on iTunes, Podbean, or whichever podcasting app you use to enjoy podcasts. Reviews in particular are extremely helpful, as they help us show up on charts, and that helps others find the FFC community. To those of you who have already taken the time to leave us a review, thank you. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday, at around 10pm Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who were unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, links of which can be found in our show notes or on our website. Podcasts that are focused on Destiny include Guardian Radio, the first and longest-running Destiny podcast on the net, Guardian One, a Destiny group that is dedicated to Guardians helping Guardians and discussing current Destiny news and happenings, Ghost and Echoes, which is the collection of Destiny audio grimoire from Destiny One, and the network's newest edition, This Guardian Life, which is a podcast that is from the casual Guardians perspective that highlights all Guardians, large and small. We do also have a non-Destiny-focused podcast, The Enthusiast Life, which is a podcast that discusses a wide range of fun topics from within the entertainment world. Our next chat is going to be a discussion on Asher Mirror. Please note that there will not be a poll this weekend, as we are going to set aside next week's discussion for a summarization of the extra lore content. For more details of this recent change in schedule, please check out our website for a full explanation. I went ahead and asked Green to put together a high-level summary of tonight's topic, and this is what she had to say. The faction wars take us back, all the way back to the development of the city. When the chaos grew intolerable, a gathering of guardians fought to end the conflict. The new peace brought a new order. The city consensus and the speaker ruled together and the surviving great factions worked through civil channels to pursue their agendas. Thanks to the consensus, the re-civilizing of the various ideologies took shape. By all means, the major factions that include, but not encompass, Dead Orbit, Future War Cult, and New Monarchy have rarely been seen to work together. Some, like the Future War Cult, wasn't even a part of the consensus at its conception. Overall, they've done more good than harm, by most calculations. Before we jump into the information and thoughts that the community had about the faction wars, however, let's take a look at this week's Lost Lore. So I think a really good Lost Lore topic for this week is going to be talking actually about Lysander, um, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, I guess currently in Destiny, we actually know quite a bit about him compared to what we knew for a very long time um, in Destiny 1. But Lysander basically is mentioned 
in a couple cards. Um, and actually, I, there's there's a weird entry to Lysander that I'm going to get to. And Beard, I, I know you probably, you might have a thought on this one. Um, but the cards that really kind of reference Lysander are from the Grimoire cards, Lysander's Cry, Bannerfall, and Ghost Fragment, the City Age. Um, the one that actually gives quite a bit of detail is the uh, Bannerfall card. Um, and the Ghost Fragment, the City Age, is basically, you know, you, he- you heard Green speak about how the Future War Cult wasn't originally in the consensus. Well, that actually is described in the City Age Ghost Fragment card. <clears throat> so that's that's that entire card's purpose is to in, to show the removal of the Concordat and then the introduction of the future War Cult, which you heard uh, Beard actually in the in the little intro there talking about the symmetry. Well, the symmetry was actually considered for for a very brief second <laughs> before they were like, yeah, no, that's way too much dangerous. Um, but yeah, so Bannerfall is basically just the, the presentation of Lysander and the Concordat as the most recent example of a a faction that rose in opposition to the consensus as a whole. And this is important because of what we're going to be discussing later, you know, in the show here, because this is exactly what the consensus was formed to fight against, to, to stop. Um, and so the Concordat and there's there's a lot of debate about you know the Concordat and New Monarchy because there's a similar kind of feel for the drive there. Um, my my personal understanding is that they might agree on maybe the direction, but they don't agree on the path that this that is being taken. Um, and Green, I know you might you might have a little bit more insight, seeing that that's kind of your your primary faction. I was just thinking more about the consensus um, and the Concordat actually was sort of a part of the consensus. Oh, correct. Yeah. Um, So yeah, the very first line talks about how the Concordat shall no longer be recognized. It's then banning them from it. So the consensus was from what I can gather, it wasn't necessarily, was it always just three factions? Cause it, that's how kind of, that's kind of how I got, I know new monarchy was one of, if not the original one of the original, um, they were in support of the consensus from the beginning, but correct. I don't know if we have a number of great factions because that's what we've got is like the great factions formed the consensus with, mm-hmm. with everybody else. But I don't know if we have an actual number. Lysander, I don't know. Lysander is always just such a crazy character to talk about because of the whole sparrow being missing and wasn't that the Halloween thing when the broom got stolen? Yeah. Yes. When that yep. showed up. Yeah, Lysander's cry. Uh, that was the one that you had to. It was hidden in the hangar, if I remember. Wasn't yeah, over wasn't by it hidden? Yeah. And it was only accessible after you went back to Bannerfall and grabbed up a ghost. That's right. That's right. Yeah. By the by the sweeper bot that was trapped in the room. Yep. Which Bannerfall was the location of a prior tower that had the Concordat. Or, yeah, the Concordat uh, it was, was there. It looks like it was shared by New Monarchy and the Concordat, yeah. Um, which, which also is kind of one of those things where, um, you know, the New Monarchy, the New Monarchy's guardians were the ones that actually put the Concordat in the ground. 
as far yeah. as their they were they were the ones that shut down that up that kind of I, I don't even know if it was like an uprising but it, it, whatever it was they were the ones that shut it down before it could get out of hand um mm. The other interesting thing that a lot of people have have spoken towards is the Concordat sigil. Uh, you know, every every single faction, Best. yeah, every single faction has a symbol that they that they kind of rally behind. Um, we all know the three major ones, but the Concordat actually has one as well. Um, it's it's an interesting twist on a very common symbol of rising up. Uh, instead of a fist rising into rising up though, it's a fist that's pushing down. So, and I know, I think, was it Anon that made, or that had a really good article on that over on Ishtar or on Reddit? I can't remember. I think there was somewhere that they, they kind of made a really decent argument about how it was kind of an interesting twist on, uh, the new monarchy concept again about being a single ruler. I can't honestly remember who it was. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember they have a really good color for their symbol. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and actually, I'm I'm sorry. I was reading uh, chat. Chat. Uh, Black flag is making a point. New monarchy seventh, and this is actually something that I've actually wondered myself. So new mon new monarchy uh, is has seven tenets, and the seventh tenet is that. They should abolish the consensus by a vote of the consensus. Um, and so the question is, was that tenant originally there the entire time, or did that tenant get introduced after the Concordat's little issue? I mean, when would any of the tenants have been put into place? Well, yeah, anyway, that's, valid. that's a valid question. I, I would just assume that most of the tenants would be you know, there from their founding. But... It that that particular tenant to me does kind of beg the question on the timing of it because mm-hmm. it does very it does seem very close to what exactly was happening with the Concordat and seeing that New Monarchy was the one that was primarily responsible for putting them putting the stop to that you know well, again the difference between the New Monarchy way of doing it and Concordat right, was Concordat right. was willing to do it in a violent. Manner, whereas new monarchy would rather it be peaceful a peaceful transition yeah that's yeah and i i mean i'm i'm right there with you and I, I think i i think that the end goal might be similar but the means to getting to that goal mm-hmm. are very different between the two factions and I, that's why i kind of agree with black flag and the question there is is the thought that maybe that tenant that seventh tenant of their their philosophy was introduced as a as another way to not only be like, look, we we put this we put this faction down, and this is why, because we we recognize that you could confuse this, and so we're going to make it really clear that we are not we we don't believe in that. Um, it's I possible. Can see that. Was the the seventh tenant that was to by vote of the consensus? Yes, yeah, it's the, the one right. Yeah, and, and then transfer ultimate power in order of the. Right, yeah. Zavala. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the uh, supreme military leader agreeing to to relinquish power after the war's over. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, again, I can see the argument there being that it's a way of 
new monarch or new monarchy basically driving a wedge between anyone who had confused their their goals for that of the same as the concordats mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know again bannerfall looking at bannerfall the situation there being new monarchy and concordat were both residents of that or you know i mean that seems to be where their bases their primary bases were um you know again trying to separate the two from each other in the eyes of the public if they were sharing a tower and then one tried to rise up you know it's just i i can totally see that the um the fifth tenant is considerably in at odds with anything concordat and that's to support the natural Mm -hmm. harmony of the city Mm -hmm. and to actively dissuade any group or individual that might disrupt that harmony. So they adhered to that tenant violently quite closely. And, um, yeah, I'm with you. Was the Concordat very, were they in support of having as many guardians as some of the other factions tend to be? I mean, I know the factions are edited by, of citizen or civilian, I should mm-hmm. say rather. Did they attract as many guardians as some of the others? I mean, the thing is, is that's kind of where Lysander's cry comes in, right? Is Lysander's cry talks about how, you know, he's Lysander is in the wilderness beyond the city rallying supporters. Um, and, you know, and then the, the, the actual quote in the, the whole thing is actually a quote from Lysander where he says, every guardian wants something greater speed, a, w- a rare weapon, a secret, learn what it is, use it. So, I mean, he's mm-hmm. basically bribing, you know, the guardian. He's manipulating. Um, but I mean, I've also seen a couple posts out in, in, I think it was in Reddit uh, or maybe it was in commons. I, there's too many message boards for me to keep track of these things. Um, mm-hmm. But there, there's, uh, been some things that have been said, you know, have been asked. I mean, is like, do we even know that Lysander's not a guardian? Like, because we we don't know anything really about Lysander. Now we know the other factions. Uh, each of the great factions that we interact with on a on a regular basis, we know that their representatives, at least, are not guardians. Uh, like we we know that for a fact. But we don't know that for Lysander. And then you also have the other the other factions that have been mentioned is the Symmetry, who is led by Ulantan, which was a guardian. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the Disciples of Osiris. Well, Osiris is another guardian as well. So it it's not unheard, unheard of. of to have to have a faction maybe that was led by a guardian. Now the difference there, I think, would be the great factions that we see, and we're going to probably get, we're probably, we're kind of segueing into the next, the next topic, which is kind of the basic concept of the faction wars, but the great factions that we have in the city today, which is the future war cult, new monarchy and dead orbit. They are all political factions, whereas symmetry and disciples of Osiris, I think you could probably argue more were not necessarily, I wouldn't say religious, but, um, cults of personality maybe or factions of personality you know they, they, they weren't they weren't they weren't um they weren't strictly political like they were they were political in their actions but they weren't funded or they weren't founded around um a political ideology like the factions that are 
actually in the tower right now. They were founded around a really don't want to use the word theology, but that kind of is the the best word for it or philosophy, if you will. Um, so it was more of a, a faction of intelligence or, or a faction of um, scholastic beliefs rather than a faction of political ideologies. Sorry, I'm, I'm trigger trigger is, I mean, yeah, trigger triggers saying in chat, if Lysander was a guardian, what if he was once a warlord? You know, I mean, at, at this, sadly, what at if this Lysander point, was no. I'm just Oh, why do you do that to me? I'm just being contentious. That's all. There's no basis for that. There is well, I mean, there's no, there's no basis on it to to be transparent and 100 percent honest. There's no basis for us to say one way or the other, either thing, either way. Um, I mean, I could, I could see it's it's one of those loose threads that's both intriguing and annoying that Bungie likes Mm -hmm. giving us. Um, Black flag. Bad green. Sorry. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I could see that even being a possibility because I mean, we to be to be fair to chase down the idea that Trigger had that, you know, once a warlord, um, we know that there were warlords that were made into Iron Lords. There were warlords that we didn't see the end of. Uh, we, you know, the warlords that we did kind of see did get ended. But we didn't see all warlords, so you know there there could be factions of warlords still out there for all we know. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a possibility. I don't know if you want to put a percentage on it because right now there's really no way to do that. But but yes, right. Lysander the the end the end message is Lysander is still out there. Uh, he is still kind of. Out in the wilds, if you were, and actually he is mentioned in Destiny 2 in an entry, a lore entry, and that would be on the insurmountable skull fort. Uh, and he is mentioned <laughs> really, uh, I don't really know if it's meant to be like, I, I don't know if it's meant to be Lysander, like the, the faction leader, or if it's just, I, I don't know, but. So, insurmountable skull fort is the exotic. Oh, sorry, go for it, beard. It's just a name, effectively. Like we're yeah, we're, and, we're looking at it with like combining or comparing that it's a name with the same name that we know of, and we know that Bungie is really good at putting these comparative things together. So, I know the first time I read it, I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> but, <laughs> well, care care graver. I I, yeah. I really it really bugs me that that's not caregiver, it's oh, right. care graver. Oh my god, yeah. like it I bugs me it right so oh much. Gosh. Yeah, because it makes you wonder what what is a caregraver. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm is it put you in the grave? I know. Well, that's well, that's what I mean. It's like I, I don't know. I'm gonna like, say if you want to if you want to take it from like think of it like a caretaker and maybe a grave digger. Well, I mean, like, really want to put those together? Yeah, like, so, so, like, I, I, I'm, uh, hang on, sorry, I'm, I lost my words. Um, Care, (laughs) care graver, like, one word doesn't mean anything, but there is an actual position called a care graver, like, 
that is an actual profession. And it's right. basically the person who oversees like tending to the graves, headstone cleanings and stuff like the person who cleans up graveyards. It, it, they literally take care of the graves. Yeah. But it's, it's two words on that. Like it's, it's a care graver. Um, <laughs> there's so many, there's so many rabbit holes within that, like that mm-hmm. particular phrase right there. Um, but yeah, so like the inter- insurmountable skull for is says you will feel the effect of a care graver gamma Lysander for health enforcer, which also makes me, <laughs> I'm sorry, that mental thing. You're going to take this medicine. You're going to like it. <laughs> like the health enforcer. I just love that. Sorry. I'm <laughs> You will find well, hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, I'm sitting back, and the first moment that I read this, my brain goes right back to the Osiris card, where the speaker makes mention that Lysander, or the Concordat in general, had some reference that Osiris was a, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. a project that had gone wrong by an inept ghost. So meanwhile, I'm looking at this going, oh, it was Lysander the whole time. Lysander was actually the one that actually had the whole problems. He was the one on Golden uh, Golden Age Records that was like completely fouled up. Either that or the re... Oh my gosh, this spin foil is going to hurt. Because the thing there is like if you refer to the Concordat as care gravers, they're the ones that are responsible for caring for the graves of humanity yep so if anyone was going to have decent records theoretically the that would be the care gravers yep i gotta say and you would think that it would be something like the concordat if that was going to be the case so yes i i like where the it it the moment i saw that i was like all right they're not taking lysander completely out like, he's not been retconned. There hasn't been anything that otherwise showcases that. Uh, the comics, of course, can be argued this, that, the way, and everything. Right. But no, I I cannot fully foresee that they got rid of Lysander because of a couple other things that we read about, which I know we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But Lysander is is still very much an important piece to talk about, even if we're not seeing, like, his face or hearing his name fully throughout the tower or otherwise. But well, I mean, it's at this still there. point, at this point, we've been trying to recover and lick our wounds from the whole Red War. Yeah, the factions haven't even started making any major plays yet. No, and now would be a good time for them to, frankly. Right. Well, and I mean, there's been. If, uh, sorry, just real quick, what, to close off the Lysander thing. Um, <laughs> to there, there was a campaign even to call the whole Bannerfall incident Lysander's Folly. Mm-hmm. And Ikora comes out and says, I don't want people even remembering his name. Like, she is kind of almost taking a speaker approach to that to that uh, that whole thing. But, I mean, like, I, I see both sides of that. Um, I, I don't really agree with that approach, but I, I see where she's coming from. Um, but and that's on a symbol of honor, which is a quest from Rise of Iron. But she says there was a campaign to call it Lysander's Folly, but I don't want people even remembering his name. So, oh, the irony of yeah. Icora I just saying I, Icora saying that just kind of strikes me as a as a 
interesting note because that's kind of exactly what the speaker did to her mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, but to use to use Lysander kind of as a segue into the faction wars, let's kind of back up a little bit and and talk about the the basics of the faction wars. Um, because in order to understand why I think I think it's important in order to understand why Lysander like what Lysander and the Concordat did in the context of the world that they were in, um, it kind it kind of makes sense. Like there there was a progression of active or progression of actions that led to this particular decision by the Concordat. Uh, just the same way as there was a particular set of actions that led to the formation of the consensus itself. Um, so basically, the faction wars were a series of conflicts within the city where various factions struggled for power. And this is using the word factions not as capital F factions, but these are all factions. So imagine factions as a a just grouping or a a, a gathering of similar-minded individuals. So where various factions struggle for power and nearly brought the city to its knees. It actually took a group of guardians banding together to reestablish peace and order and a path that led to the creation of the consensus, which, with the speaker, established a reign of political stability by forcing the surviving factions to work together through civil channels to pursue their agendas rather than the militant means that they had been before. So, lot to unpack there um do you want me to move into the five the, as as my as my grade school teacher said the five w's um i think is the easiest way to <laughs> the easiest when? way to kind of break that up it's like when did these wars happen <laughs> you're gonna have to do that with all of them okay oh man so so this actually was this was actually really interesting because i I was actually surprised that we had a debate on this. I I kind of was. I, it just shows that I you know how locked into your head you can get. Um, mm-hmm. I had always I had always understood the faction wars to take place after like immediately after the fall of the Lords of Iron and before the consensus was formed. So this would be during early city age. Um, there were there were a couple people in chat who had really good points actually about you know the timing being a little bit little bit wonky and you know their questions and this is kind of the problem with the timeline as Destiny presents it not being around a not being around a, a concrete <laughs> linear progression but the way and I still think that I still think I'm right. But uh, <laughs> well, okay, what was what was their thoughts, please? Their their <laughs> thoughts were their thoughts were that this the faction wars was the the culmination of the faction wars was at Bannerfall, and so the Concordat was part of the faction wars, and this would put it around the time of Twilight Gap, uh, which is much later in the city's history, uh, and the, and that the faction wars were the consensus was around during the faction wars, but it was mm-hmm. around and not such a, a great power house that it is today. If I, Probably if I remember, I think that's as much not assigned as much clout because the factions still were kind of taking the lead at that point. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Or you could 
possibly argue that the consensus is the reason for the factions. You know, we we don't yeah. necessarily know for sure at that point. I, We're taking a guess. I mean, I guess so. And and here and here's a couple things, and especially with the information that Curse of Osiris dropped. Even though I understand Brother Vance is not the most reliable individual, I'm not saying that at all. Um, but he does have something of a, a little bit of an illuminating point because he kind of points to the faction wars being the catalyst that formed the consensus and the Vanguard. Um, mm-hmm. Because we get the names of the original Vanguard mentors and the Vanguard commander right. from Brother Vance. Now, now. Mm-hmm. To be clear, we didn't have that information prior to Destiny 2. So before that information was released, I, I, I think that the, the debate on the timing of the Faction Wars might have had a little bit more to stand on. But with the, brother, with the information that Brother Vance gives us in Garden Progeny 1, um, I, I think, I don't know, I, I still see, I, I just see things in the light of like political transitions, right? Um, you had the city, or actually even before you had the city, you had the warlords. The Risen then came on, who became the Iron Lords, and they took control from the warlords. They took over. And then you had the the Iron Lords, and then all of a sudden SIVA happens. And if if you remember Rise of Iron, SIVA, the SIVA crisis was a very quick crisis, like right. SIVA happened and yeah. oh, I mean, like I, I get the feeling that it was less than a year, definitely mm-hmm. that that entire thing started and then ended because it ended and, and that that leaves if you think of the Lords of Iron as being the controlling factor or the controlling political force that kept everyone in line, which, you know, to be fair, that kind of is the way they were presented and not 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 in like a a um, dictatorship way, but in a, in a kind of a, more of a, a monarchy type concept, a more fightful system. If you keep it, if you view that and then all of a sudden that top echelon is just ripped away, that creates a political power vacuum. Hmm. And you, you, we do know that a lot of the factions that were in faction wars that, they were political factions. So it to me, I was just, you know, I read that and it just made sense. Okay, okay well, there's a vacuum. There's a big hole. Um, these factions are going to be trying to fill that hole and everyone and, you know, use this opportunity to take control and get more power for themselves. And then Vance, in his little excerpt from Garden Project 1, um, kind of presents this as the ending of the faction, sorry, the ending of the faction wars was when the speaker kind of took the reins and, you know, kind of in advance kind of paints it as the illusion of democracy, which I'm not entirely opposed to that interpretation of it. Um, But he presented this idea of the consensus and then the vanguard, you know, because we also see during the faction wars, part of the problem was guardians were not aligned with each other. Guardians were very loyal to different factions Again, kind of making sense. There wasn't a Vanguard there. The entire Vanguard was introduced to make sure that, and we kind of talked about this in the Vanguard episode, but the entire point of the Vanguard was to kind of separate the Guardians from the factions. It's like you you are you are too powerful to be involved in the petty squabbles of these people. 
Like if you get involved with petty squabbles, you actually will destroy things like physical, Mm -hmm. like city level things. Um, it's one thing if, you know, two humans are arguing, it's another thing if two guardians are arguing because guardians, because of the nature of their existence, they're much more quick to come to blows and their collateral damage is a lot more significant. Whereas two people to a bad version of Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And the, and there's no Martha involved, so there's no ending to it. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was, that was a low blow even for me. Um, but yeah, right. I mean, just, uh, you know, Beard, I know you, you're not a fan of the comics, but take take the argument between Saint-14 and Osiris as portrayed in the comics, right? Mm-hmm. Osiris purposely calls Saint-14 out of the city because he knows what's going to happen. And sure enough, what happens is, he. I mean, Saint-14, who was you know, honestly one of the better better standing guardians of, their, of his time, even Saint-14 says basically okay well words words have gotten far enough now it's time for action and they fight like that's that's how guardians resolve their differences that's the crux of the crucible is you know you settle it in the crucible you you 1v1 them is to kind of take that phrase literally whereas humans or mortals the 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 point of death kind of prevents us from doing that, right? You know, you're not going to draw a weapon in a conversation with someone else who might like, who's just as likely to have a weapon, if not more weapons than you, because you can die. Well, guardians mm-hmm. don't care. So, you know, ask Petra how that works out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, so that's where and I see like in, in chat right now, green, you're kind of like the faction wars as a way the speaker rose to power. I, I totally totally buy into that theory i think that's exactly what happened was was we know the speaker was there oh yeah yeah speaker was there from the beginning of the city but did the speaker use it as a political or a speaker but yes yeah i mean and there's there's still that debate too yeah we we still don't necessarily know like what we know that the speaker seemed to take advantage of the people gathering underneath the traveler, but we don't necessarily know what kind of power he had previously, mm-hmm. like at all. Yeah, uh, I mean, and if yeah, and if he was actually moving to take more power, that would have been a fair reason for some of the factions to be like, mm, "Well, maybe we don't want that to happen," and here's why. And then right. all of a sudden, you get a bunch of concordant, but. Then the argument would be, why would the Concordat be allowed within the consensus at all if they were so boisterous against the speaker being there in mm-hmm. the ways they did? So at least by the logic train, that's where I'm kind of wondering. I, I, I think he was given a position of quote-unquote power to showcase that he was there since the beginning. That's at least my argument for, for why I would have contention of him like, being the cause of the faction wars, if that makes sense. Uh, who the speaker or Lysander? The speaker. Oh, the speaker. Um, yeah. The other the other question for me for Concord, going back to the Concordat issue is like I don't see, and this is this is just the way I read things. There's not really anything to back this particular interpretation up. But I've I was always say, taken how much we know about it, the Concordat. Which yeah, is like, yeah. You know, how much? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess my question there is the Concordat has always kind of struck me as a anti-Guardian group. 
like they seem very opposed to guardians, but then they're will. I mean, they're willing to use them, right? Like they're they're not they're. I mean, all the factions kind of interpret. I mean, even Dead Orbit recognizes that there's going to be a point if they ever get their way that there's going to be a point that they're not going to have the guardian support because they're going to leave the <laughs> they're going to leave the system like they're like you can't help us after a certain point. Well, um, frankly, all of the all of the factions are s- civilian. Like yes, primarily focused. Correct. Yeah, it's just how can they use the guardians mm-hmm. to further? They the they view guardians as nothing more than tools, really. Um, but it's so I guess uh, for me it was more of like I can see the concordat being given a place in the consensus as a peace offering to them in order to get them to stop fighting. You know, like again, you think about this as a political maneuver by the speaker. I mean, one of, one of the biggest contentions that I do have about, well, let, let, let's let's talk about the next. We're, we'll get there because I have, I have a couple thoughts. Yep. I have a couple arguments with the way that Vance portrays things, and it's not mm. because of what happened. It's it's just my personal opinion on the political situation. But Green, can you take us to the next part? Where did these wars take place? This one's really, really kind of simple. It took place in the city, like the last city of of Earth, as you were. Even, you know, the more I talk about this, the more I'm actually really curious. Do we actually, and this is going to get me in so much trouble with Green, do we actually know that this is the last city? Like, We don't have an official thing about it, no. Okay. But I was, I was thinking about that as I'm talking, as I was well, answering these questions, and I was like, you know, the more I think about it, they talk I mean, about the great factions. I think of the city is part of like the prepositional phrase that follows that up. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, it was sure. it was one of those questions that I've always kind of had nagging in the back of my head. And then our earlier conversation about warlords surviving made me mm-hmm. really, really think of, it's like, you know, Earth is Earth is not a small planet. I mean, nope. it, and so we've only seen, you know. We don't really know where the city is, but the Cosmodrome, we've only seen small bits and pieces of it. So it was just, to me, that's one of those, that's one of those unanswered questions that I really would love to know the answer to. But yes, the faction wars that we are speaking of all took place in the last city. So that's all the repairs that are going on now. No. Because it's all backed up by card we'll get to here soon enough bear with us <laughs> i'm really excited for that one because i really do think that it answers like oh my it does it does it answers have, so much and it makes me so sad reading it um mm-hmm. okay so green now that was so where uh the last city so again had, yeah when, when and where, where who was involved all right so like we kind of were speaking when we were talking about when these wars happened, this was predominantly between the political factions and their followers. Now, their followers were both normal citizens and the Risen, or as they came to be known, the Guardians. Um, and this is kind of this kind of is going to segue into the next point too. So let's let's just let's. Do you guys have anything? Did I? Did I miss anyone who was involved? Do you want to be more? Do, we, do you think we should be more specific? I mean, the factions technically the 
the consensus that eventually, like the vanguards, eventually became involved towards the end of it, as well as the speaker. But as well, far that's as like, a fair... the immediate war, it was the factions. Yeah, well, and I, I guess and... that's a fair point. Oh, sorry, go for it, Beard. The only other thing, just to reiterate, if nothing else, is remember that this is not just us saying the Concordat Future War Cult, uh, New Monarchy, and Dead oh, Orbit. Yes, like these are these are different, just collections of people that existed. They, they, I I keep thinking of more as like think of them, uh, think of them as gangs, and yes. I think of it more yes. as like gangs of New York in a way. Yes, where everybody is just like bashing each other's skulls and basically for whoever ends up having the the best of the best when it comes down to either funding or ideas and so on if you don't agree with me then tough schnuggies let's let's take it outside the bar or something you know that's right now now i have west side story stuck in my head thank you yeah that that or i could also quote the warriors you know yeah oh gosh yes oh my gosh uh, before i get myself in trouble for more 90s references (laughs) uh their 80s references good grief the that's the thing that i always kind of think of though when uh when i think of the early days of the factions like they when we see the factions today they're they at least the ones that we see and that's that's the thing like we have a very skewed perspective in the tower or high walls of the city the ones that we see are very and predominantly organized compared to what we may still see down in the city itself, especially right now, because who knows what's what's going on down there. So, I mean, long story almost, short. You can almost think of them as unions. Yes, just just yep. about in some regard. I think that's another perfect analogy. It's, but just I'm not going to gonna, not gonna say what I was about to say. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I got plenty of comments about it. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, we got an after show. Yeah, we're going to, we'll refer to that to the after show. Um, But no, like, I I agree completely with that. Uh, The other thing, too, to remember is that these are to kind of jump off what green or beard was saying these are they're fighting for resources i mean mm-hmm. you have to remember the context that this is actually happening in in this world this is a world where it's not you know it's not like what you and i are used to you know especially in a first world country this is this is you know they're they don't have an established economy they don't have an established anything and so they're they're literally squabbling over glimmer, like the little caches of glimmer that they're finding, you know, different resources, mines that they find, uh, caches of weapons, you know, whatever they're they're scrambling around for that. Um, and then also to jump off what Green actually did mention, the other thing to remember is that Guardians were very heavily involved in this because there at this time there wasn't a Vanguard. The Vanguard was established in, in, again, kind of going off what I was reading in Vance's uh, Garden Project 1 entry. The Vanguard really kind of seemed to have been established to prevent the Guardians from getting overly involved with the factions. Not that, you know, obviously we still can can interact with them as, or yeah, well, at least the great factions. Policing. There was still policing that kind of happened but within see, the factions, because they, they use guardians as kind of a... Well, but see, I, I would even argue that policing might not be the best word for it. Well, I think they okay. were mercenaries. Like, it was very mm-hmm. much more mercenaries no. for hire. I was thinking the different perspective. I was thinking that the guardians were 
the, there's one of the cards says that the guardians were used to. Oh yes. Yes. That's the, the card. Yeah. That's the card that beard and I have kind of been dancing around. Um, around. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it also kind of so pl- many thoughts on that. Oh my God. I read and I, I know beard and I have talked about this card before. Um, and I'm sorry to keep teasing people, but I will continue to tease people with this, but I kind of read that card as taking place later, like not in the heat of the faction. war. I think it was again, a, a an effect of the faction wars because of the destruction that was basically caused by not having a police force, you know, okay. I, 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 and that, and that, and I'll be, I'll again, that's just how I read it. I, I could be, I'm a hundred percent open to being, you know, proven wrong on that one, mm-hmm. but I kind of, that's how I kind of read it. Just the same as I kind of read the Vanguard and the consensus as being the next evolutionary step in the political evolution of the last city which i think um i think might be a good segue uh, into the next part well why did it happen yeah the, why did they have the faction wars because i don't like that <laughs> sentence you put there because it feels very weird to say um okay so <laughs> i'm gonna have to make you do some sound bites for these sure. um so, I, them. Make yeah I'm going to archive it. Uh, but oh, we're going to ghostify it too? Ghost- oh, yes. gosh, yes. Um, so so why? I mean, I, we've kind of been mentioning this, but I think it's mostly because there was a power vacuum. Like, again, you had your if – you, if you think of – well, let me, let me back up and say this. I approach a lot of my political views from a Machiavellian point of view um, as far as political theory. Uh, and as far as like, uh, especially in fantasy, that seems a very popular, uh, yeah, uh, trope paradigm worldview, uh, you know, yeah, it, it seems like that is something that is often explored significantly in fantasy, uh, mostly because it, it's appropriate, uh, to be completely blunt. Uh, it's, it's an appropriate exploration to do in fantasy. You can explore things that might make, people like beard uncomfortable to read about with the speaker you know like the speaker didn't really pull punches on some of the things that he did uh and that's appropriate to explore that's the point of fantasy so that being all said if you look at if you look at the political evolution of the city you have you know this this basically nothingness and if you're in stream right now i'm standing over here and looking at this city right now it's it's immense. Like it's massive. There are multiple collections of sky, like what look like skyscrapers. There's, there's lakes that are just in this thing's enormous. Um, this is not the city that the iron Lords and the early, the early area was around. So again, you have a group of people who have survived warlords uh, they have been basically freed by guardians who call themselves the Iron Lords. And these Iron Lords are, they're, while they're benevolent, they are still kind of, and they're not warlord-like, but they do seem to kind of be, they they rule with the decisions that they make, and that's kind of the end of the conversation. There's not like a lot of, it doesn't seem, at least from the information that we have, that there was a lot of like, you know, let's sit around the campfire and talk about the decisions that we're going to make. They, they just made the decisions and everyone kind of went along with them. 
and and you know fairly so that those decisions were the ones that had freed them from the warlords so not probably a, not a lot of debate there but among the growing population as human culture tends to do there were factions that started getting formed and just like anything anything in real life there were probably dissenting opinions. And so you have these factions who are growing in number, growing in power. And then all of a sudden, the one thing that seems to be keeping everyone, the keeping the lid on this bottle kind of there is ripped away by Siva. Now, I can't speak to how much the the individuals in the city or the factions themselves knew about the events that were happening. Um, you know, we can surmise, we can guess all we want, but regardless, their leadership, their, their council of leadership was just gone. And so, well, what's, what's the natural human thing to do? If you're in a, if you're in a, it's going kind of back to Maslow, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, your security is gone. So what's the thing you do? You try to reestablish that security as quickly as possible with whatever means necessary. And that's where you get the faction wars, because you have a number of different political groups who all have differing views of um, what is the best path forward. You know, I mean, just look at the great factions that we have now. Dead Orbit thinks that the best path forward is to leave. Future War Cult doesn't really think of anything other than, you know, getting ready for the next, they, they don't think that the war is ending. So there's no reason to kind of run because it's just not going to, you're not going to escape. So you should stand and fight. New monarchy seems to be kind of probably more of a throwback to the iron Lords in the sense that they kind of really want to build a economic golden age. They want to return to the economical golden age that humanity once had. So, you have all these, and these are just three. That's just three factions. I mean, then you have the Concordat, who had a very much more violent means to achieving what seems similar to New Monarchy. You have Symmetry, who's you know the ideolo- ideological following of Ulantan, and you know that's not. I and mean, we're not even going to start talking about you know the the quote unquote heretical factions like binary or trinary star cults. Um, you had Pajari. P- who probably had a following him itself, uh, disciples of Osiris. I mean, there's the, I mean, the list goes on and on and realize that the group that was keeping all those people in check and playing nice in the sandbox. Well, that group is gone now. So yeah, you're going to have people who kind of, and it might not have started out with, you know, a huge like collective, like let's go create, but it, all it would take is one faction rising up and, you know, attacking another faction and then all the other factions realizing that there's no one there to stop them. So they want to, they want to grab as much as they can. That's the nature of their, that's the nature of the beast that is political, the political animal of humanity. And so that's what the faction wars is. It's a squabbling over this, this land of, you know, arguably rich resources that no longer has this controlling factor. And then that's where we see, you know, this concept of this is this is where I kind of disagree with Vance. Vance describes it as a, an illusion of democracy. Um, to be blunt, this is not a democracy. Uh, the city that we see in Destiny and Destiny 2 is not in by any stretch of the imagination a democracy. It's an oligarchy. Um, 
because the decisions on what happened in the city are not controlled by the many. They're controlled by a group of uh, a, a elite group of individuals, which is literally the definition of an oligarch oligarchy. Now, regardless of if the speaker wanted to actually make a monarchy and this was just the best that he, he or she could do, you know, that that's entirely a different debate. But the situation is that the consensus was formed really in my mind as a way to kind of put an end to this squabble. And so we've, we've kind of mentioned this before, but the factions that are in the tower, I really strongly do not believe that they are the only factions. Um, They are just the great factions, the major factions, the factions that have enough political clout to be recognized as being well-informed enough to make decisions for the whole of the city. We also know that they can be replaced, which indicates that there's a pool of individuals that can replace them. Um, And then on the other side of the consensus, we have the Vanguard, which again, you know, like we've kind of talked about with Brother Vance's presentation of the history here, the Vanguard was implemented at the same time that the consensus came about. And your original individuals there were St. 14 for the Titans, Osiris for the Warlocks, as well as being the overall commander of the Vanguard itself. And then Tallulah, uh, Tallulah Fairwind, I believe is her last name. I'm going off the top of my head on that one, yeah. but she was, uh, mm-hmm. she was one of, she was one for the hunters who quickly was replaced by eventually Andal Brask and then Cade six. So the hunters have jokingly been one of the most, they, they have a rotating door policy on their Vanguard mentor. I mean, keep the ideas fresh and coming. Yeah, yeah. Or just, you know, how can we trick one of them to actually stay in the city? With- or Wanderlust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Wanderlust. Wanderlust is very prominent with, with hunters. Um, but, I mean, and, and you know, I, it, it's just one of those things that I, I love the dynamics that they present with the Vanguard because even though they kind of joke about that, you can also tell that the Vanguard accept that as just an, an innate na- part of the hunter nature. And it's actually one of the things that they really value in the hunters as well but uh, whatever um but i can see the speaker as being the individual who kind of was like it might not necessarily have been the individual but the spearhead of the this group that was like okay enough is enough we are not doing ourselves or anyone favors by killing each other over this like you know an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind basically i also see the speaker as a very machiavellian figure but which I, I know Beard probably agrees with me a little bit on that one. Beard has strong feelings about that one. I mean, I, strong I, feelings about the speaker. No, yeah, I, I mean, like, no, I, I mean, I, just in the fact that you were very adamant about your dislike <laughs> in the speaker. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. I, I have, I, I don't know, like, I, I really like the presentation of uh if anyone if if you have not got a chance to i really strongly recommend reading the prince by machiavelli it's very short very very informative on basic political maneuvering um like obviously you have to read it within the historical context that it was written but it's still it's like the art of war it's pretty pretty applicable um But like one of the things that he talks about is, you know, the the emphasis over like being able to be strong and being able to protect those who who owe you allegiance because, you know, it's it's more important that they value you than any other princes, because the people that you are over 
are going to be the ones that you have to keep happy or you're going to have a mutiny on your hands. He, and he and he doesn't Machiavelli never pulled punches in his political writings, which is one of the reasons he's really fun to read. He didn't really he didn't really worry about being PC even at his time. Um, mm-hmm. So like one of one of the quotes, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the quotes that really kind of strike struck me to be the speaker was he says, therefore, a wise prince must provide in such a way that in whatever circumstances, the citizens will always be in need of him and his government. Then they will always be loyal to him. And then he later will say, for everything for everything considered, he will find things which, though seemingly good, will lead to his ruin if pursued, and others which, though seemingly evil, will result in his safety and well-being. And I think that one kind of speaks loudly towards, you know, something that Beard has said in the past about the the actions of the speaker that we see in the comic and, you know, the, the seemingly transformation of his character uh, through the story Again, and this is kind of why I don't necessarily disagree with Beard, but I kind of disagree with him because the context in which these decisions are made have to be taken into account. I'm not arguing that the decisions themselves were bad. I mean, like I said, when we were talking about Fahrenheit 451 in anything is not an ideal. It's just not a smart thing to do. Just don't do it, um, regardless of the context. But I can see the progression of actions um, that can lead to that. But I've been talking a lot. Beard, Green, Justin, you guys got anything? Well, I mean, unless we want to skip down to that thing we've been dancing around. All right. So let's let's jump into... Um, where did my mouse go? There it goes. Okay. Yes. Let's go. Let's, let's, sorry. Let's jump. I was, I was like, I'm going to go down to my, my notes. No, I'm not. Computer did not agree with me. Um, <laughs> so let's look at, well, let's look at this entry that Beard and I keep referencing. Do you want to, you want me to, you want me to pull up the, the audio file for you? Sure. What does the text say? This is from the Peacekeepers. This is a new set of legs that are available for the Titans in Destiny 2. Uh, but this actually goes over a faction called the Peacekeepers, designed for the seamless delivery of justice in an unjust world. Peacekeepers once patrolled the city before the Red Legion's attack. They were guardians, but their interest was in protecting our core, our home. Most understood the value in exploration, but the peacekeepers were old guard, born in the aftermath of the Iron Lord. They lived through the faction wars, bore witness to what damage internal strife could uh, bring to a fragile society. They vowed to keep the factions in check and stood at the gates as our walls expanded and our city became a home. Now, nothing remains of the order. Yet their legacy delivers a harsh truth. The last safe city was never truly safe. Dun dun dun. Oh dun, peacekeepers. Dun, dun. It makes Peace me it makes me keepers. so sad. I know. But Did anybody so- else notice that the emblems on the peacekeepers look somewhat similar to the Age of Triumph crest? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the um the ones actually on the there's just to, to kind of give reference 
these things are at least starting blue, uh, very a very light blue, and then on each uh, knee pad there's actually this this crest. Uh, again, it looks very similar to the Age of Triumph crest. On the side, though, and this is why they're actually dubbed the Robocop legs uh, because <laughs> they actually have a uh, it's a, it's a retractable spot on the it's the amazing. left and possibly on the right side as well. It's amazing, but if you use the, the I haven't heard that amazing. that makes me so happy. It's amazing. Oh yes, the 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 perk though, which I think is kind of cool to reference. If you're using an SMG and you holster the SMG, these things will actually load your SMG for you. It's awesome. Uh, but long story short, they have uh, up, up on the uh, the front thighs, they also have four uh, cross-shaped marks or X-shaped mm-hmm. marks on each of them. I'm not sure if there's anything behind that, unless they're like kill numbers or something, which I would doubt. Uh uh, unless it might like maybe it, maybe it's kind groups of border of it. following. Yeah, or yeah. it's it's uh this is the number of factions I've put down. Oh. <laughs> or that. Sorry. Rough. I... <laughs> Rough. <laughs> but these are these are definitely cool looking leggings. Mm-hmm. Uh and they are the just the fact that they have the Robocop retractable thing going on. Uh, as soon as I saw those, I was like, I kinda wanna make a Titan just to yeah. play with these. <laughs> Yep. You know, you know it's cool when that when that's the response from beer. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to say anything that makes me think of RoboCop. We we already saw it with Shiro, and I, I've already referenced that. But uh, oh. no, anything that makes me think of RoboCop, uh, just just your move, creep. Your move. <laughs> Chat likes oh, you referencing them as leggings. <laughs> yes, yes I'm say they are. They are. They are very fashionable leggings. You can wear them to the gym and they're My Titan don't. You don't, you don't want to wear these to the gym. Uh, My actually, Titan don't wear no leggings. Look, they would be they would be like powered leggings. So you know what? You're you're getting plenty of extra for your for your what bench press. What leggings have you been wearing, Beard? Look, look, we've already discussed this. I am an XO. What? Huh? Hang on. Just I, okay. Green's like, just stop. Just stop while I'm you're ahead. I may have said leggings on purpose just to create <laughs> green. Mission accomplished. Uh, I guess I just I, have a really bad image in my head of beard with leggings on. See, why, why do you say this stuff? Now I have that image. Why, why do you do this to me? I was, I was like, it. I was really, really doing good until you said that. But, um, to go to go back, I'm not even paying attention to chat anymore because they're talking about yoga pants. Um, it's devolved. Into it's, it's devolved into they're they're talking about titans and yoga pants, and I'm done. Yes. Um, yep. The uh, pants. To next. question the uh, the question, I think Green that you had about the peacekeepers uh, was, you know, when when did this group kind of get evolved? And I can mm-hmm. I can see now that as soon as you asked that. I see what you're, where you kind of, you're reading that they came out before the faction wars because it says they, um, it says that they lived through the faction wars, born witness to what damage internal strife. Yeah. See, like, I, I'm, yeah. Cause I, I focused in on born in the aftermath of the iron Lords. I kind of just glossed over that next line, but you're, you are correct. They actually do seem to have been around prior to the faction wars and they might have even been 
part of the reason the faction wars didn't go worse than they did. I was going to say either that or they were born during the faction wars. True. It would either be like during or before that they were there. But regardless, it was it does seem as the the entry goes on, of course, to at least suggest that they were there prior to the walls almost even being built. So this also kind of gives us a fair timeline of where the factions and the faction wars may have even been instituted, which I that's think also is, true. is somewhat important. Mm-hmm. That's uh, also very so true too because that would that would negate the idea that the faction wars the art the the earlier argument that we were speaking of about the faction wars being during um Twilight Gap or Bannerfall. Right. Um, right. Which a, I think does push it back much actually i i i would say it's pretty well inception of the city like it's mm-hmm. they they make it pretty well clear here to showcase that it's iron lords and then it's faction yes. wars. Like which me, which interesting like just yeah and an interesting little note just kind of uh for those who are a little bit more ocd um originally the peacekeepers did refer to them as faction rallies but they were yep. changed to read as faction wars, which is one of those changes that I really appreciate because that's another that's a, that's another question that I see a lot when we talk about faction wars is the 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 blending of the concept or even confusion of the concept that the faction rallies are the faction wars and that's yep. they're not the faction rallies are those civil channels in which the factions kind of gain ground in their agenda whereas faction wars were literally there was a war in the streets of the city and it wasn't it wasn't against fallen sorry sorry. don't don't go watch the video that i posted about these things because it's at this point wrong when (laughs) i had actually wait 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 wait. everyone quiet everybody quiet could you say that again but slower look the only reason that it is in that particular state of being is because Bungie ended up getting the word wrong on that angle. So when I had interpreted it, I was right. But now that they ended up going through and changing things, I am now definitely within the wrong. So that being said, it happens to the best of us. Uh, I, mm, I love you, beard. So, Has- so hashtag humbleness. Oh, good grief. Look, if I'm if I'm going to end up showcasing that I am wrong, there is going to be a reason for me being wrong. Yay. I would like to think that my facts are pretty dang accurate for the most part. You you should appreciate the quote that I put on the Twitter today for Asher. Oh no. What did, what did you the, do? It's the one where she, he's yelling at Sloan to find someone to explain the big oh, words. So many people <laughs> like that tweet today. Oh, I, I, I don't. I, that one. I don't know, Sloan. Get someone to explain the big words for you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. And I was like, "Yep, that one is definitely going in the hopper for this week." <sighs> oh, but beard. Yes. I thoroughly enjoy your videos and love to give you just utter grief about just that statement because I yeah, am I'm... well aware that you generally, I agree with like 93 to 6% of what you say. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just waiting because now that we have an erroneous video on the channel, we, we obviously need to right. scrap this and start a new one. Well, no, 
No, no, no, no, no. I do not want to hear this argument again. Not for another week. That argument went way too long in our chat. It needs to stop. And those of you who keep suggesting for Beer to start another channel, please stop. Just, just stop for my sake, please, please. Just One of these stop. days, you're just not going to hear from me anymore. Oh God, no! Right, come on, oh, who is why? this? Who is this stubble yeah. face? Who's stubble face? Oh, oh, hi, beard. Did you did you shave? He shaved. Went, you shaved and went went incognito. He's shaving grizzly. Either wow, wow. Yeah, I may as well call my, call myself like I don't know, like bear sheep or something like bear that. For God's sheep. sake. You know, I could get I could get behind that. I could get that behind that idea. I think that would be a a worthwhile Xbox gamer tag. I mean, that emblem or that baby face icon just makes itself. Oh my gosh! Now the 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 to chat. There's this quick thing that's been going on that I've been actually been told for a couple things that have been like slightly missed or something like that. That I need to like make a new channel. And for anybody that missed this one. But yeah, long story short, it's uh, it's a joke that keeps going on and on. And it's like <laughs> because I don't let YouTube. it go. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't well, I'm let it say go. Be- be- between Blue and YouTube's constant changing <laughs> of their policies, oh, God, I get yeah. it on on both angles. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's been a thing in our chat for a while. Yeah, and now I feel Blue like I completely playing. derailed everything. Actually, Blue derailed Yay! everything because he Blue's was like, fault. "Look, look at this." I'm gonna go ahead and say that he needs I'm to gonna, have another channel. I'm once gonna again. do it again. Uh-huh. Uh, I would, it'll I would, happen next week and the week after that. You know and what? The week after that, and then leading up to Guardian Con, it's just gonna be this thing where I go. I, that's gonna. I'm gonna. I hope you choke on it. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna introduce. So, Beard, how's the new channel doing? Oh, if, if you see channel, someone getting punched at Guardian Con, <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you want to speak about a new channel, that's an announcement later on that we're. Gonna oh. I completely no. forgot to make that announcement. Yes, it is. That's at the end. <laughs> yeah, Stick that will be at the end. Exciting new announcement. That will be Please. at the end. I might. I might even <laughs> re-record and put but, something at the beginning. Actually, because I meant works. to do that. I will um, also just keep poking at you to make that announcement. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was made. Uh, I just wasn't. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so where are we at in the? Uh, we, we were, were talking about the peacekeepers. peacekeepers. We got we got pretty well done with them. I think uh, we even. I, I, I think we're still at the point of like the the timeline debate in a way of just mm-hmm. like when faction wars yeah. so on were were kind of a thing. Well, can uh, we talk about who the original that we know that were definitely there when the consensus oh, yeah. was established? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, we have we know the, New Monarchy was. Yeah, as, I was about to say, been labeled as one of them that was there. I mean, New Monarchy was labeled from the very inception of the the faction as one of, if not the original member of the consensus, or, well, I guess one of the original members of the consensus, because by definition, Mm -hmm. the consensus is multiple members. But, um, Mm -hmm. like, they in in New Monarchy's faction card, it specifically says New Monarchy rose from the ashes of the faction war. Yeah. Um, I would argue Concordat would probably be alongside it, and I'm—I mean, it seems like there's nothing really pointing to Dead Orbit not being there, and it seems like right. Dead Orbit always has kind of been present. It's—it's it's always been assumed that those were the three that 
were there for sure. Well, spur of the moment thought here. We also don't necessarily know how many of the factions within the faction war were broken down. That's also and very true. Ended up being like uh, basically picked up by these other factions or ones that had very similar theories and theorems. Like one new monarchy faction that was like, well, we've got 10 tenants and you've got two and we don't like that. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden they have to start figuring out, well, we're all kind of around the same ideas. Let's try to like mesh this stuff together. And that could that, also that be, that could also be the could've. the concept of the major faction too, is that they were right. blending. Yeah. I like, I like that point. It, it's absolutely nothing backing it up, but it's just to say that we're, if we're, we're coming to the point of, you know, we've got the peacekeepers and everything like that, that we're able to kind of fall back on, uh, to show that there was some kind of, uh, like a better way to put it that there was some kind of consensus that was reached uh that would mean that there may have been some other reason to have these factions to stop fighting uh and and that at least to me like again spur of the moment top of my head here i guess i need to drink more often uh that's (laughs) the the one thing that i i kind of just thought of i was like how many of these other factions that were smaller would effectively become you know more of like these larger bigger grand or or daddy factions if you will you know that's the yeah they would have been absorbed absorbed into one major faction which which honestly could explain new monarchies having tenants too i mean right it could be a way of compromise between the groups especially sorry (laughs) um it's like (laughs) new monarchy has always been just a politically they always wanted to create a political structure that is the primary purpose of new monarchy now granted they're obviously wanting to move more towards a monarch but there is a like you said tenants um i think it was black flag in chat earlier said that he thought of it as like amendments mm-hmm. which yeah. i can totally i can i can see that as well it's just the new monarchy is there to create like this political structure which helps organize people which is why political structures are there frankly is to organize people well, and that that falls back to like one of the things that is mentioned about New Monarchy is that they are born from the ashes of the faction wars. Mm-hmm. They were not a prevalent point, nor were they a prevalent force within the wars. Mm-hmm. So all that that says is basically they were they were born of this need and necessity to have some kind of order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and what that would have ended up being was obviously the faction wars, but what the grander need was after the fact is still the another piece of question. What is interesting to me is that each of the factions function, they function similarly, but they have totally different. It's not like they're even ideologies. The new monarchy is very much so about kind of laborer and just kind of wealth distribution. Well, yeah, they're based off Adam Smith too. Right. And I mean, then you have at least they were Dead in Destiny Orbit. 1. And then you have, like, Dead Orbit, who is more about the we're getting out of here type thing. They're not really concerned about the wealth distribution or anything like that. And Future Warcold is all knowledge-based, essentially. They want to know what's going on as well, to continue to be able to fight the war. They're not 
super similar otherwise. They're not like different unions trying to accomplish the same outcomes. Well, and there is one thing that I think that unifies them that may have been a problem originally, and the like future war cult, dead orbit, and new monarchy think of one thing as an overall, and that's the people. They all have different overall outcomes for the people, but we're not necessarily sure about how the the other factions would have would have ended up like handling themselves. Mm -hmm. I think that's one big stark contrast to look at when you start talking about the Concordat. They were they were still in some ordinate regard to the people, but they were a lot more forceful about it than these three have been. Dead Orbit's like, well, you want to join up with us so we can. You know, go explore the stars a little bit. That's cool, man. You know, that's that's cool. Uh, you got new monarchy that's like, well, we just want to study science and 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 help with the faction uh, with the uh, the the God. What are they called now? The the weaponsmiths and everything. Mm, yeah, uh, the foundries. The foundries. There it is. Thank you. Uh, and then otherwise, we've got future war cult that's like, well, we know something's coming, and if you want to help us with trying to decipher that future then this is what we need from you. And and it's I think that's the one thing that at the, the heart of most of it, you're looking at why, maybe, maybe we have to talk about the symmetry in this regard, because we are aware that they were uh, not allowed into the uh, consensus. The, con- uh, the symmetry was not allowed into the consensus because they were basically thought of more as like a, uh, almost too radical in some regards. Uh, like their their light and dark aspects were like, well, this is more fearful to what uh, we we have within the consensus so far. And that's at least to me the only thing that can really separate them. I guess uh, in in some way, like all the others showcase that they want to help humanity in one way or another. The symmetry, on the other hand, is more ideological ideas. Mm-hmm. They're more understanding that maybe the base is to be more neutral and to get rid of light and everything. And maybe that's the maybe that is the one qualm that we're never going to be okay with getting rid of. But in the end, that's the only thing that they really offer humanity. Uh, I I at least bring them up only for the sake that they are. Between the Concordat, we see ones that are ousted, and then with the Symmetry, we see a, a faction that is never let in. So we at least have an understanding to a point of what they are looking for within the census. And I think, long story short, just comes down to how you, they view the people. Yeah, and I think I agree with that entirely, because, like, you know, <clears throat> the the interesting thing for going back to the symmetry is the reason that it was stated in ghost fragment city age, um, is that they were, they were dangerous and they were too fanatical and blah, blah, blah. And then they turn around they're like, Oh yeah, future war called those guys are totally okay. They, they like secrets, but they're totally I'm like, you just had qualms with someone being fanatical and you're going to want to go with the person who thinks that everything is a war that should but be as like, long as the fa- fanaticism is not aimed towards them. They don't care. And, and I, and I, that's where I, yeah, I was going to kind of get there is like, I think that I, I agree with that beard is that the great, the major factions definitely seem to put in, in their own way, they put the, the people above all, um, and I don't, I mean, maybe that's what, you know, makes, that's what makes a faction ability 
to garner. I mean, if you think about it from a political standpoint, too, it would make sense that they would get a lot of respect from the people because they're putting the people first. Like, you know, it's a it's a novel concept to some people. But, you know, if you're going to have the majority you kind of support you, you're going to wanting to put the majority first. Um, I thought we were keeping politics. Oh, least. God. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying really hard. I'm trying really hard. Um, but I, I also like um, I also just wanted to say real quick, Green, before I let you jump onto that next topic that you want. Um, mm-hmm. You were talking about the differences. You know, we're kind of talking about the differences here. I've always seen the different factions as different aspects of the fight or flight response. Um, you have New Monarchy, which is going to stand its ground and build. You have uh, Future War Cult, which is just pure fight. And I mean, like, not in this, I don't mean this like negatively. This is like, just different aspects so like the fight response is new or future war cult new monarchy is kind of actually the median between there and then the flight response is dead orbit and there's there's definitely components within of each as as anything with psychological interpretation um it's not you know black and white but it definitely seems like that's how i've kind of always taken them but the the end result you know kind of going back again to what beard has said the end result is always, always, always centered around the majority of surviving the the majority of human or humanity surviving this quote darkness, this problem that they're facing. Um, it's just different ways of how to survive that. But well, we see that with the uh, the city age card mm-hmm. because the city age card basically goes into like why. And to touch base on the symmetry a little bit more, like why the symmetry was not let in, but Future War Cult was let in because they needed more of an idea of, well, now that we don't have the Concordat, which were, you know, someone or a group that was a little bit more focused on fighting, now we need to focus more on war again. We need to concentrate on the war effort, I think is the exact words that they utilize. Uh but that's where you know their entire need comes from is after twilight gap we now have a gaping hole yeah and green i know you had a really interesting point that you wanted to bring up well okay it's not necessarily a super interesting point it's just me finally having a realization as to all the factions have good sides and all the factions have bad sides the problem that I've had for a very long time, mainly because I have Justin and Beard both just <laughs> cheerleading. Hee <laughs> uh-huh. um, I've never really been able to come up with a decent reason as to why Future War Cult is has a bad side. Until I made the amazing connection that FWC, and it was, I don't remember which one of you said it, but basically like the collective mind. FWC wants to pull a collective brain power to mine Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Essential. <laughs> they are literally stealing all your processing power so they you can. You thought it was just video cards. Right? <laughs> they are the real darkness, guys. They're upping the prices on your video cards. Jerk faces. God, I knew it was I knew it was more it was more terrible right. than anything I could have right? ever thought of. Right? My goodness. Oh my gosh. They are te- no, no, no. Yeah, it, that was just my realization of like, they are literally using people to collectively have enough power to run in the machine 
mm-hmm. figure out what the future is. And that is also slightly terrifying, along with just abandoning humanity and putting a monarch in front of everybody. They're yeah, all, a... They all have... Mm, yeah, I know you're going to defend Dead Orbit. Go well, for I it. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, well, and I think it's, it's, okay, I don't want to get in a huge argument because we will all be here for like six hours arguing about the different factions. And every one of the factions has an, a, a good, like you said, everyone has a good side and every, everyone has a darker side of the factions. Um, I think the 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 most common thing about Dead Orbit that a lot of people kind of throw up is, oh, well, you just want to run away. And the thing is, is like, it's not, the answer is not quite so simple. It's not that they want to run away. It's that they want to decentralize the human, human population so that right. they can't be taken out in one fell it's, swoop. And the thing also- is, is like, oh, go, go for it. It's just also, it's the same reason why I can argue all day long about New Monarchy, their intentions being good. It can be perceived two ways. Fortunately, the mass populace of Twitter tends to disagree with my opinion on that, and I'm okay with <laughs> Which it. Which is interesting because the ma- anyways, because of your, mm-hmm. your pet theory on why <laughs> the fashion right? Rights. Which, we should finish up the episode before we get to dispatches with my pet theory about this, since fashion... <laughs> The faction event is going on right now, even though we're currently losing, and I'm okay with it. I may have right. been doing, but um, but Neo, Neo, in in chat, actually, it's 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 right. It's not about running. It's about not having all your eggs in the same basket. Um, right. And the other thing is, is that of of the factions, you know, everyone keeps being like, oh yeah, well, Dead Orbit's just going to up and run away, like just up and leave and not not help anybody that's actually the reason that dead orbit is still in the city is because they are trying to engineer a way in which to take everyone with them because they don't want to abandon people they the entire purpose of they they don't want to abandon anyone they just want to abandon the city like the 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 physical buildings they don't they, they don't view things with like sentimental you know uh attachment in the same way they view people as the ultimate you know responsibility of their protection and therefore they need to take all the people with them you can rebuild a house you can't rebuild a human being you know it it, well ghosts can but that's not the point right now um it's like eh, that's kind of gets thrown out the window with ghosts but but you know like you know that the statement of like you know you can you like if someone gets hurt in something in an accident it's like you can you can buy a new car you can't buy a new mother, father, you know, fill in the blank there. Um, and so that's that's just one of the things that like it, it's just one of those like pet peeves. It's like I get, you know, the whole joking and faction things. And believe me, I, I give as as well as I get on most times. But it's like when when you get into a conversation, it's like, well, they're just going to run away. It's like, well, no, I mean, that's like saying that future war cults just going to shoot things. I mean. They are, but they're also going to know why they're shooting things like they 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 make a very big emphasis on understanding what needs to be shot and why it needs to be shot. They just don't have any qualms about shooting it. Mm. And that and that's kind of dead orbits thing is they're they're like, no, we need to leave, but we're going to take everyone with us. But they don't have any qualms about leaving. They also don't have any qualms about, you know, fighting to get to get out um and new monarchy the same thing for new monarchy the benefit there is that they see the downside to having a a, um multifaceted head of state 
it it slows down decision making and everyone who you know has <laughs> go look at the history of human civilization and if you look at you know parliaments or oligarchies or any form of government that is not a monarchy that's a it's a fair point it slows down the decision making process that's why you know in a lot of a lot of nation states america being one of them in times of war you usually consolidate power to one one person because you don't want to be bogged down by a parliament or, or a, a group of political figures that might not have necessarily the best intentions you know um Sensing opinions correct yeah and i and i and, and i don't mean that targeting for any pro- any political party it's just the more people you put into a group to make a decision the longer that decision is going to be made and there is actually a critical mass point at which the decision after you get a certain number of people involved the decision will probably be a poor one because there will be so much compromising going on just to get a decision made that and the multiple government shutdowns every- right well, I mean, I'm not even I'm not even talking like right. I'm not even talking on government level. I mean, like, um, you know, as as project managing, you know, there's there's a there's a fine line between making sure that you have enough executive weigh in, but you don't have too much because there is actually a, a, a point at which that tipping point makes it not efficient and it actually worsens the project by having too many people too it's it's the saying is too many chefs in the kitchen mm-hmm. um there that is that's a valid point um so i i mean on that agree on that tenant yes i agree with new monarchy but at the same time you also it's same as a speaker you know having an oligarchy makes sense in some regards and given the context that the city is in you know yes it made sense the progression but again, don't agree with everything that was done. Yep, yep. Yep. I think we are almost to the end. Yeah, I think I think that Green promised us a uh, pet theory. Um, okay, so there's no basis in this whatsoever <laughs> except for the fact that until this week in Faction Wars... New Monarchy has been kind of a powerhouse when it comes, not faction wars, faction events. Um, New Monarchy has kind of ran the gambit every time we've done it, but apparently, I actually checked this before we started the episode, uh, Ed Orbit's in the lead right now. Hey! And it's actually a really tight race, which is weird because... All three? Like the, Between all yeah, three? Yeah, it's... Oh, nice. We're within 4,000 of each other. Hmm. It's uh, currently Dead Orbit, then Future War Cult. So Future War Cult, if they kick it in gear, they can they can overtake and win for the first time. Well, I guess I'm not sleeping for the next time. I, I think, I think okay. what I hear is that as long as New Monarchy doesn't win again. I'm, I'm okay with sharing the victory. See, I am an <laughs> equal opportunity. There's a reason why the banner for this week is all three Chat. factions. Chat. I mean, Better get to grinding, beard. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Wait, so you you mean that it's it's not that way because one third of it is okay and the other two thirds of it is crap? <laughs> is that is that what we're is that what we're saying? Yeah, I, I know. To, she got again, she got I'm the sorry. black and white I in there. To. That's all that matters. The other colors oh, don't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. 
I'll see, this is... Oh. See, I don't know what one-third you were looking at, unless you're colorblind. I mean, well, that, I, we gotta talk that's why I picked that's why I, that's the colors. That's why I picked the colors I mean, that I pick. It's because there's I'm black say, and white. There's no other colors. When, when, when all you do is look at a screen all day, I'm assuming that that's... <laughs> oh, problem, God. So. Yeah, don't oh. don't talk to me about that. God. <laughs> uh, reality, oh, God. reality sucks. Right. <laughs> Now, as far as like my pet theory as to why New Monarchy was leading for the last couple times, it's kind of going to get bunked out after this uh, faction event because of New Monarchy being behind at the moment. Uh, it was the idea that New Monarchy is a steadfast faction, that that's literally what their, their tenants are about, staying on Earth, rebuilding and fortifying. And they tend to be more loyal in in a lot of ways, um, you kind of have to have thick skin to be a new monarchy main because everybody wants to poke fun at you. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, you too, you too included. I mean, everyone wants to poke fun that you wanna you. Yeah. Anyway, I'm look, not gonna look. Look, we're not on the ones. We're not the ones that in, that have imposed a police state on the tower. Okay. Excuse me. It is protection. <laughs> I am protecting things. Calm down, we are Orwell. Protecting things. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just look. Yeah. Just so long as I get to go shoot things, it's yeah. fine. New Monarchy has always had kind of a bad rap, unfortunately. And my theory was that since we've had a bad rap and have had to go through a lot of that, we tend to not get as uppity when things get a little darker as far as game type stuff going on we tend to stick around regardless of what's happening and how other content creators and whatnot tend to feel about it so that was just my theory on it it's not a legitimate theory it was just me mainly poking fun at the other two faction people because you know frankly i need something to poke fun at them (laughs) with and the fact that i can lord over them the fact that my faction had won what was it? Two, three, three times? Uh, was it three? Two times. I think it was two just times. two, right? It was two for sure. It might have been a third time. I might just be adding a third one in there just for my own sake. But, you know, I got to have something. <laughs> well, speaking about speaking about something, we did get a really good dispatch. Do you want to read that one real quick? Mm-hmm. All right. Sure. Let, me, let me cue that up real quick. Which one are we dispatching first? The uh, Taylor's? Uh, let's, let's hold off on Taylor's cause Taylor's is a really, really good one. Um, okay. and it's really, really detailed and it's not about sure. factions. It's about exos. So yeah. I, I wanted to include it, but you know, since we're running a little bit long, let's just jump over that for right now. All right. Sounds so here good. we go. Dispatches received from the wilds. So we had a dispatch from one Fox to Fox. And it was actually his idea on how to fix the faction event, essentially. Um, and it reminded me a lot of what uh, Mesa Sean originally pitched mm-hmm. years ago. And the fact that it's a faction event. Um, it wasn't a faction event, like a weekly event like we have now. It was more of a, he used the word, I think, faction tension or something like that. And it was essentially, there's constantly the tension between the factions. They're kind of big brother picking on each other, but there wasn't actually 
a major war on it. And there was, he had suggestions of PVP type um, ranking systems and whatnot. It was an interesting read. I might sit, I think I shot you the email. I have an mm-hmm. updated yes. version of it. If we want to put it up on the website. I would oh yeah, that's a good idea actually to include it in the show that. notes. Because this is a three page fully fleshed out idea. Also with a slight dig at Bungie for the way that faction wars have been handled at the moment, because it's very um, divisive currently, as you tell. Uh, but yeah, this is his idea how he would fix it. Fix it. And I think some of the idea of making it more of a ongoing tension between the groups where you get bonuses if your group is in the lead not necessarily bonuses to advance the your own lead, but bonuses for other things would be kind of... But it's, I, yeah, it's a really long dispatch. I don't, don't think it's prevalent for us to actually put all the way through. But yeah, no, and I, I, I read through most of the one that you had sent me, and I really liked the idea of, like, I, I, I now that you say that, that is correct. I, I do remember Mesa... <laughs> mentioning that and i remember thinking that it was a really cool idea it Mm -hmm. um oh god there was a game that you kind of did that and i'm blanking on it was it it might have been factions wasn't there a faction beard you might remember this one it was an mmorpg that was a first person shooter but it was like i want to say it was like faction i think it might have been faction wars actually i don't know i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go look up this game now but it was an older older game, so. But it was a really fun one to play. But. I'm gonna go search for it while you guys do shoutouts. Okay, that's what we're gonna do now, is it? Beard, do you wanna go first? Uh, sure. Uh. My shout-out actually comes to the uh, thing that I talked about a little bit before uh, last time, which is thank you, excuse me, thank you for the patience uh, between not having any content out for over a month at this point. A new video was just posted today, and it is the resonating uh, that everybody seems to love it so far, uh, triumphant return of Guardian School. Uh, and if you guys are at all interested, you guys can. I don't know if Blue will be nice enough to put it in the show notes. He's never do generally that. that nice to put my I stuff can do in it. the show notes. Did you? Do I need okay. to wait for you to make a playlist? No, no, not not this, not this time. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> if I'm getting if I'm getting I digging did, at me, I'm gonna I'm gonna return the favor. <laughs> I did successfully make said playlist. By the way. <laughs> So but, funny. I was like, like you know, I don't, was, don't, don't worry about it, Beard. I already found the. Found the it was. Video. Uh, it's. It's just kind of like one of those things where the the horse came back and then the farm <laughs> door was built. You know, same same kind of concept. Anyway, uh, yes, people have been uh, loving it, and I'm I'm very glad for that. Uh, it was it was one of those things where I was actually kind of. I, I feel like I'm going to be going a little bit further than just a shout out here, but I was uh, was actually kind of nervous making it because after about a month's time of not making almost any content whatsoever and like only having played with the idea of making something, having written like four or five things previously, I didn't 
I, I was out of practice. So mm-hmm. I was like, how are people going to end up viewing this? How are they going to like it? And I felt like I was starting 100% all over again. And I don't know if anybody else has ever gone through that where you've had those experiences. All, all I can say is, is that I went back to the advice that, uh, and I guess this could count as a shout out because he's constantly spurring me on, uh, to Grindhead Jim, uh, because he had told me back in the day, just do it. You know, he, he basically pulled the Shia LaBeouf on me and it worked. Uh, but all I can say is yes, absolutely. Just if you've got something you want to do or talk about, just, just start it again, at least. Uh, cause mm-hmm. as soon as I started it, and I, as soon as I started like getting through some of the voicing and getting through some of my, uh, personal anxiousness and everything like that, it just started to be a lot easier. Uh, so overall I've got the second one already voiced. I've already got half edited, which I think is cool. Uh, I'm probably not going to push myself to do any more tonight because that would be silly of me. Uh, but hey, that's that's all I'm going to say is that I am uh, I'm hoping I'm 100% back to content creation. Thank you guys again for all your patience with that. Thank you to this community uh, for like always being there to either bounce ideas off of or just kind of spurring me on as well. Uh, it's just it it is always great to have a little family to sit back and be like, hey guys, I'm having a rough night. Can I get some virtual hugs and can we just talk for a little bit? And that happened. So thank you very mm-hmm. much to everybody for that stuff. Um, my shout outs actually go to something that's going to happen in the relative future. Uh, the Saint 14 project. I don't, I know I've talked about it on the show mm-hmm. once before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're planning to do a suicide prevention stream. Mm. Or suicide awareness, I guess. Mental health awareness, definitely. Their their whole thing is about mental health. And they're planning on doing a stream. I believe, if I remember correctly, and I can't find the notes right off the top of the uh, Discord that I'm in with them, May 19th, uh, Bell Bunny is going to help stream with them and a few other uh, notable figures, including myself. I haven't just I haven't trolled Bell to see if she'll let me just jump on and be an audio background for her instead of being a live stream. I could live stream it anyway. Uh, Saint Fourteen Project. If you don't follow these guys on Twitter, please do. They've got a lot of good information about just mental health awareness, and it doesn't. They're out to help break the stereotypes of what mental health stands for for a lot of people in their heads they're breaking down those stereotypes and really helping people kind of understand it a bit more and that is my major shout out for this week blue are you ready it was planet side i think that was the game planet side yeah i think that was the game i remember uh to to piggyback off of that real fast well even if you're like not sure of something or you want to look into something further. Uh, that's what I've actually liked about the same 14 project because they've actually been tweeting out that stuff mm-hmm. uh, just so you can kind of understand a little bit more like what goes behind mental health if you're not exactly mm-hmm. sure. So if you have somebody or know somebody that suffers from something even like partially, I think it's, I think they're a worthwhile thing if you've got Twitter to follow just so you can kind of like educate yourself on it a little bit more or look into it further. 
if you're not necessarily sure of what's going on. Even you don't even have to be diagnosed. People, everybody suffers from mental health. Yeah. I mean, it is just the reality of today and stress. And so I would hesitate to even say that you suffer from mental health. Everyone experiences mental health. It's it's, mental health is something that everyone has. And just like Mm -hmm. physical health, it needs to be, you, you just need to be aware of it. And I mean, and I think you know. I, sorry, Beard, go for it. Go for it. No, go. Yeah, I'll, I'll carry on. Go ahead. I was going to say I, I think that that's a lot of, and I'm, I'm assuming that Saint Fourteen Project. I I sadly have not been able to keep up with a lot of stuff uh, just because of because of real life. Um, that thing that Green was just talking about. Um, mm-hmm. I think that a large percentage of the stigma that comes from quote mental health or suffering from mental health um, is actually because people separate it because it's quote unquote not real, but it is real. And that's, that's a large percentage of once you start understanding that you, your experiences, your feelings, yes, you, you are allowed to have feelings guys. I'm talking about you too. Um, you know, everyone has feelings. Everyone goes through emotions. Emotions are an important component of what it is to be human. Um, and so to ignore them, it doesn't make things better. Uh, and so mental health is just a component of your overall health. And it, it just, you know, as someone, as someone who is affected by that and who is prescribed as that, you know, I, I am, it's, it is a personal thing for me. Um, I've had, not only have I had issues with it in the past, I've lost very close friends to their ignoring of it, um, mm-hmm. to the point that they, you know, it, it got to a point of no return. Um, and so it's a very, it's a very important thing for me. It's a very close thing for me. And, you know, again, like I know we've said this a number of times and I know beard has a specific channel dedicated to it in his, in his discord, um, you know, and I know there's the Saint Fourteen Project. There's there's tons of avenues for people. If you need to talk to someone anonymously, I understand that completely. Um, but if you ever have problems, like we've said before on here, I'm pretty sure any one of us would be more than happy to set aside time and and chat, um, or at least get someone to chat with you. Like mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the thing is like it, even. I've had Take a few it. messages from people and yeah. it's just, you don't even have to say like that you want to chat because you're feeling down or anything like that. If you just want to chat, I will chat with you. Right. Just, just say, Hey, most yeah. times that's enough for me. Yeah. And, 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 and a large, a large percentage of individuals, um, feel like they don't know how to start. And so what beard and green are saying are, is a hundred percent accurate. Um, a lot of times it's the biggest stigma in my mind is that it's not asking for help. It's, it's not, I mean, it, it is in a way, but it's not like you're giving up. Giving up is, it, it looks completely different. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's not pretty. Um, so talking to people about the stresses that are going in your life. I mean, I was talking to green about this earlier today. We, we, I'm having, I'm having issues with this in the office actually today was one of the days that I had to kind of handle this. Um, 
and just just opening up and talking about it oftentimes will will solve a lot of problems, a lot more problems than you think it will. If by nothing else, it, it gives uh, reality to these issues that you might think are just in your head. They're really not. Or it could give someone the opportunity to kind of point out that, you know, you're missing something that's really good that's happening in your life. Um, you know, it, you it just depends. Alone, it can help. Yep. If you're. Yep. Yep. I, I mean, I, I sharing, sharing with sharing with people as weird as it is for me to say that. Because I am not a overly sharing person. Um, He's an introvert. I'm extremely introverted in reality. Um, Like I don't, I don't really like doing that. But I've also recognized that for my personal, for my personal well being, I have to, I have to, I have to have a person to vent to. Um, Because you don't want to keep it bottled up. It's not, it's not healthy for your mental health. And it's so. But yeah, sorry, sorry for the the rant there. It's an important subject. It is. It is a very, very important subject. Um, really quick, uh, like like we were kind of joking, Blue completely forgot to announce this at the start of the episode. Um, but basically, the Lore Network is finally. I'm I'm actually finally able to announce it, and I managed to make keep my promise and announce it before our next Extra Lore episode. So I'm really happy about okay. that. Um, so you want to explain what the Lord is? Yes. Yes. I, Cause I, I can, I can understand that that might not make a lot of sense to everyone. Um, the Lord network was a group that was originally, we kind of established as a think tank for basically content creators, uh, especially within the destiny community. And so basically the, the entire thing was a, a think tank to kind of help fact check and kind of critique within our, within like-minded individuals among peers, if you will. Um, But what naturally happened is over time, it grew to actually encompass content from, from all genres, like, you know, movies, we, we will talk about comics. We joke about books, you know, movie, TV shows, everything. Um, And, but the thing is, is like, just like, just like with the FFC, though, the content has always has kind of evolved. The underlying goal I think has always remained the same. And that was basically developing better content via constructive collaboration among the members of the network. And so what, what we kind of have been playing with for a while now is kind of like, how can we, how can we grow even bigger and get more people looking at stuff in a safe way? You know, just like kind of what we do with FFC, we want it to maintain that, that environment of constructive criticism. We want criticism, but we don't want it to just be the YouTube comments. If you, you know, beard beard can tell you all about that. Um, so, so what we did, so what we did was we created, we've created a website. It's the lore Um, and the site is now live. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm strongly encouraging everyone to check it out because I really want to see, I want to get feedback on, you know, anything, anything. I want to get feedback on how you like this, what your thoughts on the site. If you like it, you hate it. What can I do better? Um, you know, really, honestly, at this point, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. The sky is pretty much the limit um, <clears throat> because I, I, we're starting fresh. So really, if there's something that you think would be very beneficial on this site, let me know. 
Um, you can tweet. There's a contact form that I've built into the site that will email me directly. I will get it. Um, I actually already have, <laughs> I've already gotten one email that made it made my day. Uh, oh gosh, I, I don't have it pulled up, but it was basically you are doing a great service to humankind. Keep up the great work. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I don't know who you are, dude, but amazing. I'm like, this is the first email I've gotten from this site, so we're off to a great start. Um, But yeah, just let me know. Uh, We do have a Twitter account. The graphics were designed by Justin, so huge thank you to Justin. I think he had had to jump off. Actually, that's why you haven't heard um, from him this episode. But yes, and, and just like huge thank you to all the people who have been so kind to jump in. We already have in progress, I'm just going to give you a sampling of the content that we have on the site. I have all my articles from Focus Fire, so I, I will start, I'm basically going to start publishing the the monthly articles that I write. I'm going to be on both sites. Uh, snapshots will still be with Focus Fire because that's a, that's a Focus Fire thing. On a top of that, we do have uh, Infested Potato is doing what we hope to become a basically introductory uh, series to Warhammer. Um, I have a friend who is doing two articles right now on Voltron. Uh, we have uh, in, uh, Mage, who you guys might know, remember from uh, Lore or Epis, uh, Extra Lore a few while back who is doing uh, psychological analysis of movies. Uh, he has one up on Annihilation, actually, from a Jungian uh, psychoanalytical point of view. It's a very, very interesting. He's, I think he said he's got something in the works for... I just blanked on the movie that he said... Oh, Tomb Raider. <clears throat> I think he's going to oh, do cool. something on Tomb Raider. Um, yeah. we, have, we have Josh uh, Demigod, who's... I, was he going to do Tolkien or he's Star doing, Wars? He's doing both. He's got, okay. I think he has two articles ready on Star Wars that he's polishing up, and he's working on putting together a Tolkien article. Okay. And then I know Damo is wanting to get on for, I think he said he was interested in doing some Final Fantasy, um, some Tolkien as well. He wanted, he wanted to, I think Damo is thinking about maybe doing an introductory kind of article series on the Cimmerillion to kind of give uh, people who might be Mm -hmm. interested in that, who don't necessarily have the fortitude to go through the Cimmerillion because Jesus, that thing is, (laughs) but Uh, yeah, so, so we were, and I guess the thing is, if you're interested in contributing, um, we are open to uh, the, the, the quality or not the quality, uh, the content that I'm kind of thinking right now is pretty much anything except for fan fiction. Um, right. I I, I really yeah it's it's lore so it's analysis of the stories um, or just a summary of the stories you know it's really anything uh, I know I'm talking Sir with Wallen is also- yeah I was about to say Wally and I are trying to figure out a way to synchronize <clears throat> synchronize the lore seekers with our stuff because he's he's doing a very similar thing but he's doing it on his channel which is you know 100% YouTube pretty much. Um, we were trying to figure out if we could do scripts and it just, it, it, I don't think it's going to work out just because time for both of us is not, not, a, not, a, not a very high commodity right now. We don't, so we're going to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to configure things to get those, but I mean, yeah, right now I'm at the point where it's like, give me feedback. The basic, okay. So the basic overall arching idea that drove all of this is we want to put together a 
website that has lore on just about any topic you can think about. That was kind of the idea that it blew. And let's, I kind of let, well, let's, let's be a hundred percent honest. This was the challenge tweet that green sent to me was, I don't even remember the exact phrase, but it was basically, I wish there was a place where we could go that would have all the different types of lore in one place. <laughs> Essentially, I was like, well, that's, that's not that's not a private dig. <laughs> I mean, it's just well, OK, I got into FFC because I like Destiny, but I've also with doing extra lore stuff have learned about different video games or different franchises. I was a huge Tolkien nerd back in high school and college. So the, there's no one place to go and look up, hey, this person's like breakdown of the families, the Elvish families, all the way from the Silmarillion and how they break down. There's no, there's no one place to go for it. And for video games, especially we're all over the place. The, what I'd like to see is different content creators. If you have a specialty video game content that, you know, Lauren contact us. We're looking for contributors. If you know somebody who's really good at the one thing, I mean, Blue was mentioning his friend who's doing the Voltron articles, Blue's personal friends with this person doing the Voltron articles. I who they were before now. If they're really cool. We want we want everybody involved with it. And and the thing is is just like with so it is to reiterate, it is a separate project from FFC. Um, you know, we we are kind of just behind the scene. My thing, a lot of people have asked, well, will you edit stuff in that? No, I'm not going to be editing anything. Green and I have kind of talked about this. And actually, the rest of the network has talked about this, too. It, once we get contributors, um, you know, our our thing is just basically serving as a platform uh, for you to have discourses with multiple people. And hopefully we can get a point to where, you know, people who are not necessarily established have a way to get their thoughts out there. Um, you know, that's, that's obviously a very, very, very big, big goal. Um, but I think that's something that would be very beneficial to people because there's, and just like with FFC, some of the best questions that we hear are from people who, who don't think that they have good questions and it's, it's not, everyone has great perspective and sharing that perspective is how you get better pictures of, of reality and especially of stories that we tell. And so the the analysis of those stories, I think just the more that you can get, you know, the more points of view you can get in there, the better it is. So, mm-hmm. but yes, um, I think that's everything I have. Uh, next episode will be on Asher. Uh, so we'll have our, our one armed sweaters on for that. And I'm trying to think, I don't think that was really, that's, oh, big shout out to Hiko who jumped mm. on the Podbean patron. Thank you so much for that. Um, who was we, in chat a second ago. Yes, too. he was. I saw him. He might still be there. Um, so re- we really appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, let's run through outro real quick. If you guys do have any questions in the live chat for the lore network or anything like that, we'll stay for a bit of an outro. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. 
Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on the new focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any questions or comments for our team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. Also, be sure to check out all of our amazing podcast partners within the Guardian Radio Network over on theguardiansofdestiny.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. 